up, y'all? So, so, welcome back to Shit I Love, part two, yeah, part duh. <laughs> so this is another one of my beats, um, this one was made at a time in which I was doing all kinds of funky shit, like, I really had no no vision with this one, I just knew I wanted it to be a, a banger, you know what I mean, so, I, I like this one a lot, truly, truly, so, um, so back to the things that I love and the shit that I love, so, the last episode was pretty much a music one, I talked about the Grammys, I talked about some of the stuff, but, um, there's more stuff that I, I totally love, of course, um, let me see. I've got like a list of stuff. So top music. I love photography and I love dance, right? So photography is big for me because I I have uh, a really nice camera. I've done some shots. I've I've done a few photo shoots. I've done a few events. Um, you know, and so it's it's been fun. Um, and it's been it helps you to do stuff that you otherwise wouldn't be able to. So photography is very different than music in that there's like there's technically a right and a wrong way to do music and to to perform and you know there are things that are faux pas that you shouldn't do. Now there are some people who openly and outright do those um, wrong things on purpose and then they are successful. But that is not um, the rule. That's that's pretty much the um, exception. You know. Um, but with photography, there are no rules in regards to content and how to shoot and when to shoot. You have so much freedom. Um, even if you're just an amateur like myself, um, you know, for me, especially when I was stressed, it was so helpful to be able to, um, go shoot. Just go shoot. You know, you see things differently. You see it literally through a different lens you know, and you said you you know you're able to kind of connect with things differently, more so than you would if you only had one view or one lens. You know, um, and then I I use that to and I carried that on to other things in my life, obviously. Um, so that that was helpful. That was helpful, and it's it's also. There's no right or wrong, you know? Even your bad pictures, unless it's like, you know, a blurry picture with a finger in the middle or something like that, you know, even your really wrong pictures can be really right. And that's the stuff that I like. Um, and I, I I, personally like shooting outdoor stuff. I like I like shooting nature. Um, I'm into shooting, like, old abandoned buildings um, in black and white or whatever, accent colors, things like that. I love doing that kind of stuff. Um, I'm from Hilton Head, South Carolina, so I would like to shoot the beach and in the surrounding areas. But specifically, once you get out of the island portion of Hilton Head and you go to the outer skirts, there's some beautiful country land. There's beautiful um, architecture there that you know you could take tons of photos of. People still have farms and people still have um, farmhouses and barns and stuff like that. Some of those things are really old and dilapidated and eaten up by whatever, but it's beautiful to shoot. It's beautiful to shoot because 
at one point, it's like you can, when you look at a, a, a photograph, and I don't know if this is how it is for everybody, but when you look at a, a photograph for me, it's like now I have the ability to look at what I'm seeing, and then I have the ability to, to then say, okay, well, what did it look like before? You know what I'm saying? And well, I wonder what it looked like in like 10 years. You know what I'm saying? You Now you have this, uh, you know, this dialogue with your brain about what you're actually seeing. Instead of just sitting there and like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty picture. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and some people, that's enough. And some people, oh, wow, that's beautiful. And they move on, you know. I'm a little more cerebral sometimes, and I'll be like, wow, that's that's, that's stunning, you know. And I'll go into little details and things like that. Um, one of my favorite times of shooting was when I, I went out to um, Utah a couple, of, a couple of years ago. I guess that was not last year, but the year before. And, um, 2017, I believe, and I had to go out there for a job, and I was there for a week, um, with my job, and, um, Utah is beautiful, you know, I had basic concerns, like, you know, were there any black people in Utah, I mean, I just, I saw two the whole time I was there, um, but that's not the point. The point is, is that it's absolutely beautiful there. Um, I was there during August, so it was 75 degrees every single day. It was sunny, it was breezy, it was beautiful. There was no extra ridiculous heat because when we left South Carolina at that time, I think we were in the 90s or maybe, you know, the, the high, high upper 90s, you know, close to 100. And so it was really nice to go out to Utah and have 75 degree weather. And then they are smack dab in the middle of, um, you know, forest and canyons and, you know, national parks. And so we had the opportunity the last day we were there to go and, you know, walk the trail and take some pics, you know. And so I got to see, you know, animals that we typically don't see in their natural habitat. It was amazing. The, the water was clear and beautiful. Um, you know, the mountains were huge. I got to see these huge holes in the mountains, and I took pictures of those because that, those are man-made. Those are just made by the wind, and it's just amazing. Um, so I took tons and tons and tons of pictures, um, and I'll, you know, I can, uh, I can make those pictures available if you want. Um, I do have them uploaded someplace on somebody's website somewhere, um, so I can check it out, um. You know, just just let me know. Hit me up on Mill Speaks if you want to see pics. But yeah, no. Um, but so so that was the most free that I had been. And then I, I remember I came home and I was home for a bit, and um, and I went home home, which is you know back Hilton Head, the Buford area, um, Richland, South Carolina, um, Jasper County, Buford County. All of that's my home. And so I went back home, um, and. And, you know, I was able to take pictures of some stuff that I hadn't had an opportunity to take pictures of before, but I've always looked at them when I'm driving down there, like, oh, this is beautiful. You know, pictures of the marshlands, pictures of, you know, um, there's different parts of woods, I guess. It's not really the woods. I mean, it's just, it's just not, it's not overgrown, but it's not the city, you know, it's just trees. You know, trees and bushes and such, you know, um, but some of it is designed beautifully because, you know, it's been there forever and people have cut it in such a way or whatever. Um, people have beautiful lawns and land, um, you know, even, even the dilapidated buildings that had used to have built, you know, used to have businesses, but now, um, you know, don't, 
even that has value to me as it pertains to a, a, a photo. Um, I, you can look at that kind of picture and it can evoke some sort of uh, emotion. And that's the whole point. That's the entire point. Is that you make somebody feel something when they see the picture. Um, so that's that's photography. One of my favorite photographers is, is Herb or Herb, okay, Ritz. And um, I first was introduced to him. He used to do the milk. I think he was the photographer that came up with the milk um, pics. Remember back in the day, they used to do like milk and they'd have all these celebrities and they'd have to drink this little mixture of probably not milk and they'd have this milk mustache, you know, and then they'd be standing there in a milk, you know, milk, you know. Um, so um, I think he was in charge of that and then he did a few videos he did a few movies um and he's a high fashion photographer um he, he made uh, his but i think his bread and butter was black and white black and white though, uh pics so he he was really great and i also remember him specifically if i'm not mistaken he directed the Insync gone video and i don't know if y'all remember the song gone but that was the song where um only justin sang that was the that was I think that was the song we realized Justin could be a, a solo star, right? But um, Justin Timberlake that is. Um, but no, he sang it. It was a sad song about love gone wrong and now the girl's gone, you know. And it's a really dope song. I really enjoy that song. And I think he did the video for it. And that video, and I think he did all of the artwork for the celebrity album, which that song was on. Um, and you could tell because when you took a look at the pictures um, on the album cover and all that in the booklet, um, all of the pictures were black and white, but they were really raw. They were really nice. The photographer, uh, the fellow that that followed Muhammad Ali, let me see if I can find that because he's also a really great photographer. But I love any and every um, like sports photographer or action photographer because you have to have like a really good um, you have to have. A, uh, a really good eye for what you're really looking for and then you have to be really quick with with capturing it so I, I can respect all photographers but I really love those photographers um, and his name I'm trying to get to him his name was Howard Bingham and he was the one who was um, uh, Muhammad Ali's photographer and I paid a lot of attention to him in the movie Ali because Jeffrey Wright played him. Um, and I love Jeffrey Wright. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, he played Basquiat in the Basquiat film. He also played um, Peoples in, in, in Shaft, the first, the first Shaft. Well, not the first Shaft, but the, the first Shaft with Samuel L. Jackson. Um, and he's played countless other roles, amazing roles. He's played Martin Luther King before. I think he's done him two times, actually, in two separate movies. Um... But yeah, um, he's he's a great actor, um, and he he played the photographer, and he um, he even talked about the role. You know, he talked about it during you know the time when the movie was doing press and such. He talked about how he really had to um, he really had to to look at the pics, and he really had to talk to uh, Mr. Bingham. Um, because he was still alive during the time he, he recently passed two years ago, uh, almost three years ago now. Um, but he 
you talked a lot about the role and how he had to really research the pics. He had to really talk to the photographer. And then he had, he also realized, you know, Muhammad Ali really trusted this photographer. And my dream, my dream goal, you know, and dream job would be in the, in the photography realm that is, would be to be somebody's photographer that they take with them all the time. Like for instance, there's a, there's a photographer that I think is the photographer for Jay-Z and Beyonce. And if I'm not mistaken, and they go by the the handle on Instagram as Kodak Lens, and they have some of the most phenomenal pictures, and they've been with them for years, so they have pictures of rappers together that we could have never imagined, because he's been in such situations, because he's always around, because he's supposed to always be taking pictures, and always capturing moments, even candid moments that people don't know are, are happening, so I love that, that would be a dream to me, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. That is, not only do you get your freedom to take whatever pictures you want, there's a trust there, there's a loyalty thing there, and then on top of that, I'd be able to go to any party or have hang out with people that I, I otherwise would never, you know, know or anything like that, and then of course then you develop relationships, and then say if you run into a few supermodels that's hanging out with Jay-Z and Beyonce for the weekend, then they want you to shoot their photo shoot, and now bam, all of a sudden you have a few different jobs, you know, so I'm always thinking onward, upward, so that's the way my mind works, so one opportunity is bound to lead to at least three, at least three, um, especially if you play air cards right, so that's the way I, I look at that, so, you know, photography is so dope, um, it's been a while since I've actually been able to shoot, and so, um, you know, I need to get back into that, um, because, it's a true love of mine. It has been since I was in high school. I took a photography course in high school, and I really enjoyed my time with that. Um, we lived in the country, so it was great to be able to go out and take those pictures and not be bothered or anything like that. Um, and then I had a, a cousin who was big into photography, too, so that was cool that we had that to share. And um, she's still doing photography. She's, I want to say she's professional, but she'd say she's still an amateur. But she gets paid to do stuff. So I think once you get paid, you're, you're professional. But um, but she's, she's really good. She's really good. Um, she went to school for it. Not really photography, but she went to school for film. And then, of course, you, you touch on photography. Um, and so I just think that it's such a great outlet. It's a wonderful outlet. It's, it's a better outlet than anyone can imagine because it's something that you can create. You can say, this is these are the rules. This is what I'm playing by. Take it or leave it. You know what I'm saying? And most of the time, people aren't taking pictures just to make money. People are taking pictures because they love it. And if you're doing that, you good. You good. So, yeah. So, photography is big for me. I love it. Um, that's, that's one more thing I love, damn it. Uh, let's see dance. So dance is huge, 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 huge to me. I love dance. I never realized how much I love dance until So You Think You Could Dance came out. And I think that came out, I don't know, um, I remember I used to watch it after I watched Heroes, um, which used to be a show that came on NBC about people with um, powers. I think I used to watch it first and then Heroes would come on afterward or some, some crap like that. Um, let me see. Let's see when it debuted. Okay. 
It looks like it debuted July 20th, 2005, which is right about the time when I would have been watching all that stuff. So, um, I used to watch that show, and I never watched Dancing with the Stars, and I think that show came on before that, like, you know, in the timeline of life. And, um... I loved it. I used to I used to watch it and I used to watch the people compete and then you know you have your little okay this is your mission and then you have the time where they you, you know they film how they rehearsed and then you you know you got a little bit of doubt oh no they're not going to make it or, oh man they're going to kill it and then they go out and they have to perform. And they have to ex- execute. And I loved the show. I loved dance and when I started watching that show and started being introduced to other choreographers and other um other genres of dance that I never paid attention to. Um, that was interesting. And then even as the as the years went on or as time went on, there were different genres that then developed. So even so, you think you can dance had to kind of evolve from where they were in the first seasons all the way up to season 12 where they have tons of different types of like a very diverse group of choreographers now because before you know there wasn't you know they weren't celebrating West African dance they were celebrating Bollywood you know um, they weren't celebrating all of these different cultural type dances before but now they are and that's dope you know so and also like like I said it opens you up to you know, a new world of dance. It opens you up to that. And so, um, even having said that, World of Dance comes back, the new show, because I, so you think you dance was a summer show, um, but World of Dance is, is definitely a, um, a show that's coming back February 26th. I cannot wait. And I thank my cousins, Amber and Ebony, for putting me on to this show. When I tell you I love the show, I love the show. And so I can't, I can't. So they go around the world, I guess, or these people get to wherever they are and they audition to be a part of the show, just like American Idol or whatever. Right. And then they compete in all these different categories, but eventually the categories are whittled all the way down to like one, one dancer per category. And then they all have to compete amongst themselves, right? And I'm like, you know, each other. So, um, but the, the reason why the show's so good isn't the format, it isn't the people hosting, it, you know, it's none of that. It's the dance. It's, it's that these kids, and some, sometimes adults, sometimes kids, but it's that these kids are amazing. And the kids that won last year, um, the group's called In The Lab, and you can actually follow them on Instagram, at In The Lab. Um, the choreographer for In The Lab, her name is Sienna, and I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm not even going to try to give you her IG, um, thing, but I think her IG thing is Sienna, like, dot Louie or Lau or something like that, because it's a Hawaiian name or whatever, so I'm not going to be able to pronounce that properly. Um, I don't know her. Um, so, but no, it, it... She's a great choreographer. She was... I started following her long before the show even was on. But she is only 18 years old. And she has been all over the world. She's done tons of classes, master classes. She's she's choreographed this group that's won this huge show. I'm sure they're on tour. I'm sure she had to choreograph new stuff for the show. Like, you know, so now she's, she's living the life. She's living the life. And I can appreciate and, and attribute that to shows like 
So You Think You Dance and America's Best Dance Crew, which used to come on MTV. I don't know if you guys remember that, but MTV used to have a, a America's Best Dance Crew, and if I'm not mistaken, Randy Jackson was a part of that show. I think he was a part of that show. Um, somebody, I'd have to just double check, but yeah, and so, um, I think Shane Sparks was a, a choreographer who, who was a judge, um, J.C. Chavez, or Chazé, or whatever, from NSYNC he was too, um, maybe PDC, and so, um, and I can't remember the other person because there was a woman, and I want to say it was, oh, it was Lil Mama, <clears throat> it was Lil Mama, that's right, so, yeah, so it was those three, and they were, um, hosts, and the, the cool thing about ABDC and So You Think You Can Dance is, is that ABDC and So You Think You Can Dance have so many, um, dancers in common, I remember specifically there was this guy named Dominic, and he was on So You Think You Can Dance, and he got pretty far, given that he was a b-boy, he learned very quickly other genres and was able to compete and able to stay in the competition almost to the end, so he, he did really well, but then he pulled out of that and when he got back with his dance crew and he came back to the MTV show and they competed, I'm here to tell you right now, okay, and I'm still kind of aggravated about this even though um, it was years ago that group in particular was really, really good, but they went up against this crew called the Beat Freaks, and this was an all-girl group who was totally dope, and when I tell you the Beat Freaks was the best the entire season, but those guys had the best last performance, and their performance wasn't super, super dope, when I tell you that I was so mad that those boys won because those girls should have won. Forget that last performance, but it is all about that last thing that they see, and it's all about making sure you execute, you know, flawlessly. And they did it 99% of the time, and they didn't, and they came up short. But Beat Freaks, one of my favorite dance crews, they were so dope because they had everything. They had everything. They had dance. They had house dancers. They had B girls. They had um, straight hip hop. They had like crumpers. They had everything. You 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 name it. You name it. Okay, they had it, and um, they were professionals too. You know, they had already toured the world. They had already you know made their mark in on the world. So this was kind of like icing on the cake for them. I kind I kind of feel. So I don't know that they were upset that they didn't win, but obviously, if you're a competitor, you want to win. So, um, but. You know, so so lots of dancers like that come on all of these different shows so that they can showcase their talents and then hopefully, you know, elevate themselves, their stock to, you know, another level where they can maybe make some money at doing what they love, which is really everybody's dream. So yeah, that's, I, I love dance. I'll, I'll be tuning into World of Dance on February 26th. Let me see, I got... J-Lo is the host, um, uh, excuse me, she's not the host, she's one of the judges, along with Neo and, um, um, the Huff guy, what's this guy's name, uh, Juliana's brother, Huff, oh man, let me see, what's my guy's name, Steven, ah, Jesus, (laughs) what's my man's name, so yeah, um, Derek Huff, Derek Huff, how can I not remember that, Derek Huff is his name, and it's hosted by 
um, Jenna Dewan. That's the chick that's married to, uh, or was married to Channing Tatum. And, uh, she was the girl in Step Up, basically. That's the only thing I can really remember her from, other than the fact that she killed it on Lip Sync, um, Lip Sync, Lip Sync Battle, um, when it was her against him. But then he ended up killing her anyway because he brought Beyonce out. So, there's that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that show starting in February. I did toward the end of February, I guess. I guess in about 11 days or so. And then, um... That'll be something else I have to kind of look forward to, to be able to get that dance fix or whatever. I myself have never been a dancer, so don't ask me to do any of that. Um, I did some dancing in college at parties, but um, otherwise I'm not I'm not going to go out here and, and um, choreograph anything. That's not me, unfortunately. Um, um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have for for, uh, dance. I'm trying to think of anything else I might have watched where it was dance. I I have seen some episodes of Dancing with the Stars, but I'm just not interested. Especially, you know, some people. I'm not interested at all. No, thank you. Um, but, you know, it's cool. I remember (laughs) in college, Wade Robinson, Robson, or whatever, I remember him. He's so, I can't with Wade. He used to be the choreographer for Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, and probably many others that we just didn't know, but those were the main ones. And he had a show on MTV where he basically, you know, teach choreography I think it was three rounds. The first round, the, the group got to do their own choreography. The second round, they had to pick choreography to do. And then the third round, they had to learn choreography and then perform it, you know, the best. So I remember that. And Wade used to teach the choreography it, so that the people at home would then learn the choreography. And then would be able to do the dances. It was so funny. It was interactive. It was it was everything. I definitely watched that. Um, so he's... <laughs> I don't know where he is now. I know that he did do a couple of pieces for So You Think You Can Dance, um, maybe a few seasons back, several seasons back. Um, and that's what I love, too. They'll go and grab all of these different choreographers. And what was crazy, too, was all of these choreographers that choreographed for So You Think You Can Dance were chosen to do the uh, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson um performance where she performed Scream without him and it was like um he was on screen and she performed it and then you know it was supposed to be like them doing it together and um the people that performed with her were all those choreographers I'm talking Mia Michaels was my absolute favorite um, contemporary choreographer Wade was a part of it um several others that I can't think of their names Mandy Moore was another choreographer I believe was a part of it um not Mandy Moore the singer Mandy Moore, the choreographer. Um, but yeah, so I um I love that kind of stuff. Anything artsy, I'm with, and dance is, is certainly that. Um, probably my favorite genre of dance is contemporary. I love if you can make me feel with your movements. That's everything. So contemporary is probably my favorite, and then of course you move into hip hop. I love that. I love crumping. Crumping is so aggressive. So aggressive. I love it. Um, and then, and then I really love any type of Latin dance, samba, um, the rumba, okay, um, anything, anything, because it's such precision that's needed, the tango, Argentina tango, too, they love that Argentine tango, you hear me, like, and it's not easy, 
you know, so when they learn it within that week or so, just a few days, they have to learn it and then, you know, execute it on stage live, um, the stakes are, are the highest that they've ever been at that point, and it doesn't get much higher than that, you know, so, um, yeah, I'm excited for that to come back. I, I'm gonna be real with you. I fell off the So You Think You Dance over the summers because I just I didn't like their new formats, and then they started bringing old people back, and then they got kids, and I'm just like, ah, I'm good. Just bring back the old format so I can enjoy it the way that it is intended for me to enjoy. So I think they're back to that, but again, I've ignored it too long now. I don't care. So, but I will get into World of Dance and um, anything else that comes back that's kind of hard hitting like that. So, um, and then I think lastly I can talk about this last thing that I absolutely love, and it's movies, movies. Movies, movies, movies. You guys know this already. If you've been listening to my podcast in order, you have already listened to a movies, movies, movies episode, um, which was episode number two. Um, I did that for the movies that were coming out this year. Um, You can listen to that if you need that list. I'm not going to go back into that right now. But, you know, I love movies. I love watching them. I love... um, I love interpreting different things. I love letting music or movies or dance or art or whatever. I like allowing it to happen to me. I think people just listen to music or they just watch a movie. But I actually allow it to happen to me. I allow it to consume me for that moment. Because that's the point. That was the entire point of a movie. Why would you do all that talking through a movie? Why would you be all in your phone or all in the popcorn or, you know, doing this and doing that? Why would you be doing all that when it's intended for you to immerse yourself into it and allow it to happen to you so that you can then, you know, truly experience what they're trying to convey, you know? And if if they're good, then it'll be really dope. Like, for instance, I just watched uh, Aquaman the other day. And Aquaman is really, really, really dope in that the special effects were amazing. If you saw Avatar, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Aquaman, there's a portion in that film where, you know, they're in the dark, underwater. And so it looks like the woods looked in Avatar when, you know, the guy first gets to Avatar. Uh, Or, excuse me, gets to um, the planet and then, you know, goes along with the, the, the girl you know, um, it, and the, the ground was glowing, the plants had backlight, like, it looked really beautiful, and so, that's what it looked like in Aquaman, so, being able to take us to Atlantis, you see, um, some people have no knowledge of this. I, one of those people, I, I didn't pay attention to Aquaman at all. I don't even think Aquaman was sexy, um, before, like, like this man here is, because that, that boy is sexy. But anyway, um, so I never paid attention to Aquaman. I definitely didn't know the story, and I definitely didn't know much about Atlantis. I knew there's a couple of, you know, movies about Atlantis, but, I mean, I never really watched them, so I have no idea. All I know is it's a lost city, allegedly, you know? So, um, so, you know, uh, but they, they really brought Atlantis to life, in my view, and um, I think it's dope that they told the story of Aquaman so well, because, I mean, I didn't know it, I don't know how close it is to the actual truth, you know, only 
Only the diehards know that. But, shit, I enjoyed that. Um, I like the story of, you know, the backstory of him and his parents. Um, all of that. So for me, special effects is everything. Because that's, that's the main way that you bring or breathe life into it outside of the story itself. So, um, the first movie I think that had crazy killer special effects that we would remember would be The Matrix. Because at that point, everything was, was just, you know, what it was. But The Matrix came through, and then I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually give it to not just The Matrix, but also The Mummy. The Mummy and The Matrix changed movies. It changed movies. Because The Mummy had the CGI with the with the mummy in the mouth and the water and in the sand and taking over and then it was just amazing. It's a it's a marvel to look at. Even still, like even today, even though it looks very, very fake, it's still amazing to think, wow, this is what they were doing whenever that was, whatever year that was. And then in ninety nine, the Matrix comes through. And then the Matrix was pretty lackluster at a certain point until you got to the end. Uh, close to the end. I won't say it was a total end, but close to the end when Neo starts believing he's the one. When he starts believing he's the one, then that's when the special effects picks up and the movie actually turns up. And then it moves you well into the second and third movie where the special effects were just out of control. But, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, everybody was was doing the Matrix. Everybody was doing the, the Matrix and leaning back. Cedric the Entertainer had a whole spiel about it on the Kings of Comedy. We did the Matrix, all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And Sierra had a dance where she kind of emulated the Matrix. It's kind of dope. You know, so it cha- not only did it change, you know, movies or whatever, but it just changed culture because that was defying gravity type shit dope shit you know what I'm saying and this man is just a man you know so that we're supposed to believe so as it as it pertains to like action movies or or movies I'm more inclined to watch movies like that I like a nice sci-fi crazy situation now I don't mean super sci-fi like you know Star Trek Trekkie Trek 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 nah I mean like lost in space type stuff like, and not the old movies or anything, like the new, the new show that's on Netflix, Lost in Space, with the dope special effects, with the crazy storylines, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff. I love, I love space movies. Interstellar is one of my favorite movies. That movie was crazy because, you know, you're talking about, you're talking about interstellar traveling, traveling through different um, dimensions and stuff. Now and then, you're talking a time continuum. So the time, the time lapse is so much different. You literally just left your galaxy like 20 minutes ago, but you've already aged. Everybody's aged over 20 years. You know what I mean? And so it's crazy because that spoiler alert. But at the end of the movie, Matthew McConaughey is saved somehow um, as he comes back through the black hole. He's saved. Earth has been saved, but we don't live on Earth anymore. We live on, um, we live elsewhere, okay, within the galaxy close to Saturn. And, um, you know, he's like 130 some years old. <laughs> And he literally only had been away for probably the better part of maybe three, four years, you know? So, it was so dope. Um, the, the whole 
the whole idea and the whole notion that love can transcend interstellar travel that regardless of how far you are from someone you know love will always guide you back that's kind of dope that's a dope little idea you know what I mean but the movie itself is dope I mean if you watch it the special effects were cool um but the the space movies are different for me because special effects are important but space is so unknown it's so empty it's so quiet that alone is terrifying i don't know if that is scary for anyone else but that alone is terrifying for me you know what i'm saying if you go through that little door like you're dead instantly and you're going nowhere like your your body would i I guess it would decompose i I have no idea i don't know how the the gases work i have no idea (laughs) i don't know you know what I'm saying? I gotta get get somebody from NASA or, or a scientist or somebody. Somebody who was good in science or something on here. Um, to explain. But I don't know. I love those kinds of movies. Um, I'm trying to think of other movies like this that I've watched. Um, where they're in space. I love The Martian. Because they're in space most of the time. And, he, and of course he's on Mars. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. I'm not sure, but you know, tons, tons of movies where they've, you know, gone out of space or whatever. Um, I love it. I love those types of movies. Um, I also like weird stuff. So this isn't really a movie. These are the TV shows, but I love weird stuff like, like Stranger Things. Stranger Things is so dope, and I was so against it at first. I was so against it at first. But, you know, once I sat down and watched it, I was definitely sucked sucked in. And I definitely, you know, just stayed with it. And I'm so excited. July 4th, season 3 starts. I'm here for it. I don't have any plans right now. At least I don't think. I pray that I'm still here. We'll knock on wood. But, yeah, um, I love movies or shows like this, too. Um, weird stuff. Strange things. Um, so if you haven't watched Stranger Things, um, you should go ahead and check that out. Go ahead and check it out before July 4th so that you can be up, up to date. There's only two seasons, um, and I think each season has like, what, eight, eight to nine episodes. Um, so, check it out. I'm trying to see what else do I love. Of course, superhero movies, as you know. Um, next week will probably be an all Marvel, um, Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe episode because I'm gonna get really geared up for Captain Marvel. So I'm excited. I'm gonna probably go through every single Marvel movie. I'm gonna get a list and go down the list of how they think you should watch it. Um probably I wouldn't do that. I'd probably get just the list of ex- of exactly how the movies came out. That way I can just do it in order and then just do it that way. Um, but I'm excited. I think I'll have a, a special guest for that episode. A friend of mine, I think she's into doing this um, one with me. So, that'll be next week. That'll be next week. Um, another type of film or movies that I like are assassin movies. So, I love anything like that. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, John Wick. Um, the Accountant. You know? Stuff like that. I love these. The mechanic. Oh man, I love the the mechanic. I love it. Um, the new one, not the old one. The new one with uh, Jason Statham. Um, I love these types of movies because in my other life, I feel like I was an assassin. I do. 
I feel like I have these skills. Taken. Alright. And you know, I know he's he's not cancelled, but you know, hey. Alright, taken. But yeah, no, you know, stuff like that. I love these types of movies. I'm trying to think of any other I think there's a movie on, on Netflix called Polar that I'm gonna check out this weekend. And it's a uh, former assassin that I guess gets pulled back into the life and um I can't wait to watch it, honestly, because I just feel like it's going to be so badass. Um, Kill Bill, a great assassin film. Um, part one and two. Love both. Um, yeah, just any anything anything where, you know, oh, uh, Lucky Number Slevin. That was a good assassin movie. That's great. I love Slevin. If you haven't seen Lucky Number Slevin, check that out. It's an amazing film. It's got tons of twists and turns. You'll never see any of it coming. And, um, you know, you got Morgan Freeman and um, Bruce Willis and Josh Hartnett and Lucy Liu in it. So you really can't go wrong with that little cast, okay? Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I might like. Semi-scary movies. So Bird Box, Get Out. Um, what I believe us will be, or maybe us will be a straight up horror flick. I'm not sure. Ma, straight up horror flick, it might be. I mentioned the the movie Ma that's gonna be out on Netflix, um, and that's starring Octavia Spencer from uh, many things, but people probably know her the most from The Help and Hidden Figures. Um, she she's supposed to be a, a maniac. Uh, who's into killing kids? So we'll we'll see about this. I'm very excited for it. The previews look amazing. So go ahead and check that out. Um, let me know what you think. I mean, I, it's out of control. Um, trying to think of other stuff that I've watched that could be deemed as scary, but I didn't necessarily feel it was scary. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to watch the show that series that's on Netflix. Um, that's supposed to be really scary. So I need to check that out. Um, I can't, I think it's called The Haunting, or something like that, um, so I need to check that out, um, and then, I'm trying to think of other movies, you know, the, the big movies that I like to watch, but it's hard to watch, are, like, Paranormal Activity, like, those are really scary to me, but then it's like, they're scary, but then they're not, you know, but, um, So, I've seen just about all of those except, I think, the last one. And I'm probably not going to watch it because I'm not into that right now. Like that energy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah. So, I love those types of movies. And then, I think, lastly, are just um, movie mo- music movies. So, like, I watched a movie called The After Party. It's a Netflix film. Um, it's starring this guy named Kyle. He's a real rapper. I didn't realize that until after the movie. Google him, um, but he, um, he, him and his friend are trying to get a record deal before the end of the night, or something like that, or the end of the week, or some shit like that, um, if he doesn't get the record deal, he's going to the Air Force, or the Navy, or he's going to enlist, like his father, Blair Underwood, okay, um, and... It's just a really good. It's a really good movie. Nice little coming of age flick. It's got tons of rappers in it, tons of singers in it. Tiana Taylor's in it. Fresh Montana's in it. Um, Wiz Khalifa's in it. Um, trying to think, tons of other people. I probably don't know their names, but they're probably important in the music biz. Um, 
I love movies like that. Movies where, you know, it doesn't have to just be this type of music. It's just anyone that's trying to go out here and, um, and make their dream come true. And I even lump, like, biopics in there, like, um, I mentioned last episode, I just watched, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, and that'll be a movie that I probably try to watch on a regular basis if I'm just looking to sing or have a good time. Um, and pause on this genre, because I forgot to mention the whimsy and the weird stuff I like to watch. Ready Player One is probably the dopest movie ever. It's so crazy. You definitely check it out. It's about virtual reality. It's, um, it's about living in a world where virtual reality is more interesting than our actual reality which is not uncommon a lot of people have dual lives so you know um but yeah so but back back to the the fun movies with the music and the dreams and such you know so those are good movies to always see um and then and then there's those movies that don't even fall into any of those categories that I just love like Ghost I love Ghost. I watched Ghost the other day. <laughs> oh, to me. Listen, Whoopi is hilarious. Uh, Patrick Swayze died way too young. Bless his heart. And, um, that was just a great film. That's a really great flick. I watched Harlem Nights the other day. That's a great flick. Um, I watched a lot of Daria on Hulu. It's a great show. Um, yeah. I just tried to. When it's time to watch these types of films, or when it's time to lose yourself, you know, in the arts, movies are definitely something that I enjoy. I definitely enjoy. And I'm weird because I don't watch movies like everybody else, because I watch movies first to hear. I listen to the audio more than I watch what's happening. And a friend of mine had an argument about this when Incredibles first came out because she was in a class and they were like talking about, you know, each level of you know, an animated series or show. And so, you know, there's obviously the animation, there's the drawing parts, there's the production, there's the lines, there's the acting, the voice acting, voiceovers, then there's the music, the audio, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I told my friend, I was like, well, the audio is the most important thing. I mean, if your audio is jacked up, your entire film is fucked. And she was like, no way. What are you talking about? It's animated. The drawing is most important. I'm like... No, I don't care if it's animated or live action. If your audio is fucked, your film is fucked, right? She just wouldn't listen to me. Obviously, I'm an audio uh, person. Um, I was an audio engineer major, so this opinion was founded, um, and it was legitimate, and I had only experienced it multiple times because I was in all of these classes where we had to do these little amateur, you know, videos or, um, put together, you know, some kind of project, and the audio would always be trash, and the people whose audio was trash, they didn't do as well, or their, their point wasn't, wasn't taken, you know, because nobody could focus because they can't hear, you know? So I tried to tell her that, but she she argued me down about that job. But anyway, so yeah. So I'll probably try to keep this going year after year with shit that I love. Or maybe even um, come back with a shit that I hate. Um, I try not to put negative energy in, in the world, but, you know, we all got shit we hate, so... I'm thinking about that. We'll see. Um, but I'm going to wrap it up for now, y'all. I, I hope that you enjoyed um, my random uh, babbling. 
Um, and I hope that those of you who celebrate and who have Valentine's had a fantastic Valentine's Day. Um, and those of you who do not, then I hope it was a good Thursday. Okay? Alright, much love, y'all. And again, drop the beat. <laughs>